So hello there and thank you for clicking on the video. Today I'm just going to talk to you about a number of things I've picked up in the last let's say eight to ten weeks in terms of business owners, managers and leaders that I've been speaking to as I say in the last ten or so weeks during lockdown and the coronavirus and there are one or two patterns that have appeared in terms of how they are reacting to this situation and then I'm going to move on to my top ten tips in terms of how I think uh, the, the successful people that are going to see themselves through this lockdown period and the coronavirus should be adopting or should be perhaps doing in terms of the best route out of the coronavirus when we're all stuck. Leadership, virtual skills and let's say virtual communication skills. Here's a couple of things that I wanted to, to sort of uh, to just put this into a framework before we get on to this 10 tips that I've got ready for you. So here we go, so we've got some leadership options and what I've witnessed in the last few weeks as I say is you know three, three different areas but two predominantly in terms of fight or flight. There are some businesses that seem at first glance not to have a choice. So for example, a hairdresser for example or a nail salon for example where of course you're in physical contact with your customers and I'll come on to that in a moment. So the fight or flight this one seems to be a flight response where they think there's no other option for us except to close down the business since we can't see any of our customers. Fight is a different reaction where you can perhaps do something about the situation you're in. You know, and that fight or flight phrase has been coined years ago by Walter Cannon, who was talking about our reptilian brain in terms of we're in a stressful situation do we run away or do we stand and fight? So that's something that I'm sure you're all aware of. I've added on a third F and that is fight, flight or freeze. So do we stand and fight or do we run away or do we just freeze and do nothing? And you know, you can see the, the dragon there holding up a brain in terms of what do I do here? Now I've coined these in terms of the three F's, so leadership actions three choices. In red you can see freeze or fail, so freeze and fail, in other words you're going to sit there and do nothing and ultimately that business will go down, there'll be no cash flow, they still got all the expenses and, and fixed costs to, to, to manage but there's no cash flowing in so that business will ultimately fail if they freeze and do nothing. For example, a nail salon and or a hairdresser and there are things you can do with that. Fumble or falter. Now in orange, so it's the yellow light as it were, they can basically go through the motions, not do anything particularly different and they'll, they'll manage one way or another to fumble through the situation and ultimately it's not taking any great action but they're not being totally inactive and closing shop. It depends on the industry, of course, and the sector that they're in. But this, these three apply to every sector. And the third one in green is fight and flourish. So in other words, get ready to fight yourself out of the situation and finally uh, you know, take off and flourish from this situation. You're building a great base. So how do we do that? Let's come on to these top 10 ideas in terms of fight or flourish. Now these are not, this is not an exhaustive list by any stretch. However, I have witnessed these 10, 15 tips over the last eight or 10 weeks in terms of what has been working for businesses that are, are flourishing 
and businesses who are beginning to take action in terms of whoa the shock factor has disappeared so what can we do now in order to get out of this mess so the first step i've witnessed successful businesses do you know and that's small medium and very large multinationals by the way these are not just uh, this is not just applicable to a small business the large multinationals need to also do this so for example number one and in my opinion the most important is constant communication now that is internally and externally so be in touch with your staff your employees your team members on a very constant basis make sure they're aware of what's happening if you're the leader in business they're looking to you to find out what's happening they will always have those questions so what is happening so you need to be in constant communication about what you're doing in the business how you're fighting your way through this coronavirus and lockdown and you know inspire them in terms of a route to to action and how those milestones along the way will help them and the business ultimately flourish over time but none of that will happen unless you're in constant communication now that could be via video it could be via email it could be on some public channel but we'll come on to that later number 2 develop all those relationships so in other words if you're in a situation where you're talking to a particular colleague or a somebody in your peer group or a supplier or a vendor or a customer or client chat to them find out what's going on in their lives don't go straight into business these days there's so much common ground in terms of what we're experiencing you may as well find out i've been doing that on five continents in the last uh 10 or yeah 8 or 10 weeks and i found out so many things from different people you know different parts of europe are reacting in different ways different parts of australia the middle east uh, latin america north america parts of you know uh, asia and the apac community different things are happening in different areas but sometimes a cross pollination of ideas gives us an idea that we can pursue that might actually lead to the success of our own business whatever that might be so develop those relationships number 3 a, a lot of feedback i've had from the larger organizations is we're we're finding it difficult in terms of sales. Now I'm not talking about a small business with 10 or 12 people where they uh, where they can they can make a difference as well, but I'm talking about some of the large multinationals with 100 or 200 sales people that are in touch with their clients, what can they do? Well, the 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 common denominator seems I can't get in touch with my clients or I'm finding it difficult to communicate with them. What I would say is in terms of remote sales right now is show and don't tell. So show show and tell, but don't speak to them on the phone. It, you of course speak to them on the phone if there's no other option, but my tip would be to to see them. Get on a virtual call with them. Get on Microsoft Teams. Get on Google Hangouts. Get on a Zoom call like this one. Why? Because the more modalities you have in terms of what we can hear and what we can see, the bigger your impact will be when you are communicating to them. If they can see you smile and you're gesturing and you're looking at them, it's much more persuasive, it's much more convincing, and frankly, you just feel like you're talking to somebody rather than just listening to a voice. And even if nothing happens in terms of a sale, which I wouldn't recommend anyway during this lockdown, it certainly helps in terms of supporting that client with just being in touch, with giving them ideas, with helping them through this period. So 
you know, show them, demonstrate the product, illustrate it. Maybe you're looking at some, some slides, something like that, which they couldn't see if they're on a telephone call. So I would definitely say show and tell rather than just speak. Be sensitive to their situation and don't be tone deaf. Don't talk about uh, sales in terms of this is what we can do and try and close the sale on the phone. That's not going to happen. And in this period, it's really not the best route to, to market. Don't be tone deaf. Empathize with their situation fully and do be sensitive to their situation. Number four, cash analysis. I'm not going to spend too much time on this one, but it has come up consistently with the, with the business owners and larger organizations I've been talking to. There are so many bank incentives out there and government incentives. They're certainly the case in the UK with the furloughed workers and a whole bunch of other incentives from really cheap bank loans that don't have to be paid back for 12 months to all sorts of incentives from the government to make sure your business stays afloat. Check on it in your own country. There will be some kind of incentive there too. Uh, and, and, and the other one with that one is eliminate all unnecessary expenses, number five. So, for example, in our own business, we've had all sorts of direct debits and stand-in orders for virtual products or online products that we just haven't used. And in some cases for months or even a year or so. So we've just cut all of those back. They were just unused and completely unnecessary. And I'm sure that's the case with some other businesses because the conversations I've had, they've also found expenses they just don't use the services for. So cut those to, just cut them out. Build clients. Now what I'm talking about on this one is, it turns out that most platforms know in terms of social media and traditional media, particularly radio, if that's your thing, have slashed their costs in terms of advertising. So now, it's probably a great time to build your client base in terms of getting your message out there in terms of what you do. It's not selling, you're just growing your awareness in the market. And ultimately, after the lockdown, of course, as long as more people know about you, that's gotta be a good thing. You could provide some kind of service on the radio, on social media about what you can help them with, uh, you know, whatever, product or service you're in. For example, I mentioned the hairdresser earlier, where they cannot accept people into their shop because obviously you have to physically touch somebody in order to cut their hair. But what are they doing? They're supplying video tutorials on YouTube to their customers, which I think is a, is a fantastic idea. And it's the same with the nail salons. They can do the same with the nail salons, how to put on makeup or do your nails, you know, with video tutorials from their own uh, salon rather than just the generic ones you get on YouTube because there's a personal message there from the owner and as long as you've got all their email addresses or you point them to a YouTube channel they're able to benefit from knowing you and your business so what a great idea and that's something that that's that business those two business owners will not regret in the future in fact if anything a lot of the customers will come flooding back and recommend and refer more customers to them in the future i'm sure so that's what i meant by build client base the advertising costs now have been slashed and it's well worth taking advantage of that and what does it do it creates massive loyalty as long as you give massive value up front at no cost so whatever your expertise is Give it out to your customers right now. Don't delay another day. Give it to your customers right now, whatever that is. If you can help them with information, if you can give them video tutorials, if you can help them support their customers in any way, 
now's the time to do that. So it will create massive loyalty. And on to number eight, social media lives. I haven't done this yet, but we're due to do one at the end of the month too, in fact. So that's a live demonstration of what you're doing and all your services that you provide. Now, live tends to be better than a video recording because it's interactive with your customers in real time. So if there are any questions or discussion or recommendations, or they can share the screen in real time, that's where you create loyalty and you enhance and increase your customer base very, very quickly, of course, with social media. Number nine, uh, free best product and content. And what I've mentioned earlier, in fact, so give out what you can in terms of your best content. I'm finding a lot of engagement now on social media simply because I'm helping a bit like this video, short bite-sized chunks, five or 10 minute tips on communication skills, negotiation skills, sales skills, you know, team development and team dynamics and leadership skills. And as I say, I'm getting much more engagement now from doing those videos than I've ever had in the past. So that's a great thing for you to be doing in terms of either a small business owner, medium and or a multinational. So pivot and or reposition yourself. So for example, with us, we are now doing online training, which we haven't done before. I know that's been available for years, of course, but we've never done that. We're always traveling around the world. And honestly, when you're on and on and off planes and delivering training, you know, the, the, the possibility of developing on online uh, programs and courses is quite tough. So now that we've had the time to do that, that's exactly how we're pivoting our business in order to service our clients and ensure they still get the tuition development and learning that they would have had had we been live in the in, in a classroom based situation. So what I'm talking about here are attention hacks. What else can you do to ensure that your customer base and clients are watching or listening to you? As a leader, my understanding, and I've had this and I've witnessed this myself speaking to others, is reading, although I love reading, I've got books everywhere and I read all the time, is not the easiest way to consume information these days. There are so many apps out there. Audible is one of them. I made a video about that. The other one, uh, it, it, well, there are so many, obviously the, the tablet that you get on Amazon, I'm trying to think of the name, uh, the, uh, the reading tablet, I'm sure you all know what I mean. But reading is not the best way to do it because now all Audible and products like that will read to you or they will narrate the information to you. And why? Because if you're running or you're doing some kind of gym work or class or cooking or clean around the house, it's much easier to consume that information. So audio is very big. So if you can, then avoid report and lengthy things to read. The best bet is audio or video. And I understand that the video and the audio was something like four times minimum stickier. So people are much more likely to watch, let's say a 17 minute video than if that video was transcribed into a report, they would spend a lot less time reading it. They would rather watch the 17 minute video. And it's perfect from any device, any device at all, whether it's your, your mobile phone or an old laptop or, or an iPad, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, video consumption and the audio piece of that video is what they're interested in. And you can do that from any device. I've seen CEOs from very large multinationals uh, supplying updates on LinkedIn and YouTube, for example, 
very, very well from what looked like the basic phone that's been propped up against some books. And these are very senior people in their organizations and have been around a long time. So if they can do it, we can certainly do it. And they're literally just spending time creating short three to six, seven, 10 minute videos in terms of communicating and keeping in touch with their clients and internal staff and customers, uh, internal staff and, and peer group to make sure that they all know what's going on. As long as you're telling people what's happening, you know, the, 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 um, their mindset is positive and they're aware of what's happening. So be clear, disclose everything you can and be transparent, which is the fourth point there, because it's very, it's a very real situation for everybody. And as long as we're transparent and we have full disclosure, then people have that empathy with you because you have it with them. They obviously know, like, and more impo most importantly, trust you because you've come out with the information that they know, A, is very useful to them, and B, that you're communicating on a regular basis. And finally, just have fun. Have fun and games online. So get together with your staff. Have you know, a Prosecco party, have uh, croissants on, on, a, on a Wednesday brunch, 11 o'clock, have some quizzes, have some puzzles. There are so many of those online now. I'm not going to list them in this short video, but by all means, have a search online. There are so many things you can do with your staff that genuinely have fun with. So finish early on a Friday at four o'clock instead of 5.30, have a couple of drinks with your colleagues online, share a few jokes, and as I say, there are so many puzzles and quizzes and, and uh, things that you can do. Even karaoke was one I heard of lately, which I think is a fantastic idea. And it went down very well. It's not cliched. You know, it really has gone down very well with some of these organizations. So that's just an idea. But have a think about it. Get creative. How you can engage with your own team members so that they're happy. Of course, if they're happier, they're going to communicate with their clients and customers in a, in a nicer tone, in a better mood. And you know you just you just pay it forward basically. So on finally we've got five bonus tips which I didn't talk to you about, but I think they're going to be worth including because I genuinely believe these kind of little strategies help. And the five bonus tips are as follows: the AA, and no, not the typical AA you might be thinking of, but in in my in my case I call it anticipation and action. Now if you can anticipate something's going to help. Uh, if you anticipate something's going to happen, then there's a strong chance that you'll be able to handle it in a far better way. And the reason I say that is because anticipation is power. If you know something is going to happen, then it's much more likely that you're able to handle it. So as long as you take some kind of action. So if you know something's going to happen but do nothing about it, that's when it becomes problematic. So AA in terms of anticipation and action. These acronyms just help me, me remember them and hopefully they'll help you remember them. The other one is simply ACT. And by that I mean appropriate and consistent and tenacious. So take appropriate action. Be consistent with that action and be tenacious with that action. So for example, these videos during the lockdown, the appropriate action I've been taking is sitting down, making time to film them and edit them and distribute them on various platforms. Does it take time? Yes, of course. But ultimately, I'm getting the message out there to you and my clients and my customers, as well as my vendors and suppliers and my own teammates in some instances. 
and I'm doing that consistently over time. So I'm not just doing it once, I'm doing it every every uh, over a certain period and consistently over that period so it may be every day it may be every two days but the reason i'm doing that is so there's consistent action over time not just ad hoc once and then not doing it over a number of days or, or weeks so consistent action and be tenacious about it what i mean by tenacious is not necessarily the negative uh, uh, meaning of that tenacious in other words that once i've set a goal to do this then I'm going to be tenacious about pursuing that goal and I will not give up until I've done what I've set out to do that day. This video being a prime example. So, you know, appropriate, consistent and tenacious action. Just the acronym ACT might help you remember that. And the other things I live by is, you know, where focus goes, energy flows. So in other words, focus for me is absolutely critical. If I've got too much going on, it's a strong, there's a strong chance that none of them will get down will get done very well so i tend to focus on one thing at a time and i give myself an action list an outcome list over the week and i break it down into a day and then i break the day into a morning and afternoon and then several subdivisions of that to ensure that whatever i've set out to finish by the end of that week gets done on a daily basis once you break it down so where focus goes energy flows if the focus isn't there is a strong chance you won't get that task or project or whatever it is you're trying to do done. And the other thing is I believe in is simplicity. You've seen it from my slides, they're very simple. You've seen it from all the work that we've done with you over the years, whether we've worked together in a classroom or a conference hall or a hotel or, or, or an internal training facility. What we do is very, very simple. Is it easy to do? No. Is it simple? Yes. And the idea with that is, of course, you know, it's the it's the ability to get on with something becomes much easier when it's a simple task to do. So I believe in this little phrase, which is complexity is the enemy of execution. If something is too big, and too complex and complicated, then it really doesn't lend itself to be done, whatever that thing is. And, and I think. Einstein, I'm paraphrasing that, but Einstein coined it beautifully when he said something like, you know, if you can't explain it to a child so that child can go and explain it to another child, then you don't know it well enough yourself. So I say I'm paraphrasing, but I totally understand the meaning. I totally understand the meaning behind that. And repetition is the mother of mastery. So whilst, for example, we do presentation skills and sales and so on and so forth, if we did presentation skills with you once, then you'd be extremely good at those presentation skills. But if you didn't practice and implement those skills, you know, every day, every week, etc., then those skills over time would start to decline. So practice is the mother of mastery by ensuring that you practice whatever it might be, piano playing, guitar playing, presentation skills, you know, tennis, kickboxing, it doesn't actually matter. As long as you practice and aim to be better than yourself, the following day, the following week, you will master that skill or that sport or whatever it might be. So repetition is the mother of mastery. So once again, thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate your time. My name is Laith from Impact Skills based in the UK. I'd love to hear any comments or questions you might have regarding this little video, but by all means, if you have them, you know, definitely send me a message or share this online, whatever you prefer to do. 
I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Look after yourself, be safe in this lockdown. And thank you very much. See you soon. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.